Welcome to the journey with Mpo Podcast, a sacred space for healing, love, and rediscovering your life purpose. Introducing your host, Mpo. Thank you so much for supporting us while we took our hiatus. Thank you for your understanding, patience, good energy, and continued support. We are grateful to have you. Our online store is live and has only a few signature pieces because... Towards the end of the month, we will be updating the store with plenty more items. In the studio with us today, bringing in a healthy dash of the holiday magic is Christian the Sinner, pun intended. <laughs> Former infantry rifleman Christian comes to us from Saipan, the proud Pacific Asian archipelago that is the Commonwealth of the Northern Mariana Islands, CNMI. The Sinner first gained recognition scholastically in 2009 after writing his first two slam poems, Appreciate and Poetry in Motion, as a senior in high school. I met Christian earlier this year and it was such a pleasure having my attention captivated by a phenomenal yet free-spirited energy. JWM family, I present to you Christian, the sinner. I hate to seem pretentious, but I'm a lyrical genius. One that can spit rhymes past bedtime or recite rhetoric that reverberates off the walls of history. I am a poetic prodigy. One that sees the signs, then seeks and finds and redefines your personality as a profound personified possibility, an opportunity to help another person put their pen to the pad and probe the paper with a sense of poetic pride in a roller coaster ride that aims to provide to please and to ease your poetic knees and your do rays and your fa so lattes paving more than one path with good intentions for the chance to save the life of more than just one child challenged by a vocabulary less than contrary to that of mr webster and who may not have an iq fit to face the formidable fires of the entire pyre placed within the pages of britannica i myself must confess that i myself do not possess the literary prowess of william shakespeare and yes i do lack the lax efforts of the great James Mercer Langston Hughes to create a more emotional connection with you and it's true that I can't glue you down too to elicit an appreciation for context clues but everyone's a critic. Just don't criticize me for not being the cryptic coal to a flaming heart's passionate desire for more poetic prose or the poetic pro that you expected me to be. You see, they say that if you teach a man to fish then you can feed him for a lifetime but in my time you give a man a pen, 
And all of a sudden, he would possess the power to raise nations to their feet. At the tip of his fingers lingers another masterpiece that can sway the heart or the soul of a song or tear apart the foundations of every moral fiber that is defined and refined within the walls of the mind and of a mind being tied down to the gray areas by a thin fading fine line because I want the last line you remember me for to be one that I spoke. Not one that I put up my nose and caused me to choke, but having an addictive personality is no joke, so I stand here, a prodigious poetic heretic, proud to hide behind personification like a simony that smiles, as it alliterates an assinated afterthought aimed at acquiring an unabridged understanding of thorough thought through the thick use of thin paper. I am a sinner, called here to represent those who do not throw the first stone before savoring each and every sweet, sensual, sensationally satisfying flavor of the spoken word, like the single tooth of a broken record on repeat, replaying the same saying of someone saying the same saying of someone saying the same saying of someone saying saying that we poets are an acquired taste. If you don't like that, then acquire taste. We are sinners. So pick your poison while I drink the ink from my pen, the one that turned my enemies into friends, and I hope you don't hate me for sharing my opinion, and even if you do, I still got you to listen, and I can fend for myself because I'm ready to send my own well-written letter of recommendation, and then I'm gonna write again. And I'm going to write using all these poetic tools and techniques that make me poetically unique because when I write, I fight with ink and I sink back down into the promise I made to myself, which was to always be poetically proud to have poetic pride. Hello, Christian. <laughs> Welcome to Journey with Umpo. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. Thank you for having me in this space. It's wonderful. <laughs> and you did my favorite poem first. <laughs> oh, no. I guess the show's over. Thank you very much for joining us, oh, guys. Well, that was easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We won't get into what your birth name is unless you're comfortable sharing, but I've been absolutely dying to know how did the stage name Christian the Sinner come about? That's actually a funny story. Um, my uh, good friend Kavehi Sharoma, who is also um, you know, uh, one of my uh, uh, very uh, valued uh, friends in terms of uh, the poetry scene, I, um, you know, I give her a lot of my latest work just to get her feedback and stuff. Uh, anyway, she invited me to um, the Dragon Upstairs. Um, it was uh, my very first uh, orgasm, they, they call it, which is uh, basically um, a literatic. night, yeah, a literatic poetry. It's a it's a night uh, focused on that. So I went there, and I was ready with my poem that I had just written that day. And um, you actually had had him on your podcast, uh, Remy the Viking poet. Okay. So um, he he was signed up on the list, and um, I went up to to the list, and you know all the all the names were on there, and I saw the Viking poet, and I was like, this mother, you know, like, <laughs> this guy, this guy's. That's a pretty cool name, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So I was like, oh, I wanted something to stick out, but I, I um, you know, something outside of myself was a little too out of the box for me. Okay. So, uh, you know, I just kind of like thought about the play on words with my name and Christian, Christian the Sinner. Yeah. You know, and so uh, although the name was inspired by um, the Viking poet Remy, who, you know, like just seeing it kind of inspired, the gear started turning. Yeah. Um, it's kind of it's kind of funny how. Um, how the name has evolved into more than that because mm. um, what I the kind of uh, the message that I try try to really give um, 
of myself is that um, I'm willing to own the fact that I'm a sinner. And uh, okay. I've been I've been approached uh, by uh, family members. Oh, you know, you're doing a good job with the poetry stuff, but why why that name? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And um, when I when I hear questions like that, it's uh, you know it's uh, those are people that obviously don't get what I'm trying to do, or uh, mm-hmm. probably don't even really under- understand themselves, or are willing to admit that they're sinners themselves in the first place. So that's probably not those are not probably not the kind of people I want to. I'm, I'm not going out of my way to share my heart with, mm-hmm. you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Once upon a time, you were enlisted in the military. Had that always been a dream of yours? <clears throat> well, definitely not. Okay. Um, I wouldn't, um, I couldn't even begin to tell you uh, what my dream was, you know, as mm-hmm. a, I have, uh, you know, I'm a poet. <laughs> yes. I have so many repressed memories. It's, yeah. it's hard, it's hard to tell. I remember my mom approaching me um, this one time with uh, like a piece of paper and she did tell us that uh, it was for a time capsule that we were supposed to, you know, dig up in 10 years or whatever. And she asked me what I wanted to be. My first answer was Superman. Okay. Um, But knowing that that couldn't be it, um, um, I chose doctor. I remember choosing doctor. Mm -hmm. And it's just so funny uh, when I think about it. How um, we're 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 shaped as children, and I think we were just talking about this mm-hmm. earlier. How we're shaped as children to, um, uh, with this pre this predisposition of what success is. And mm-hmm. I guess as a child, I thought um, the doctor who made the most money and helped, um, you know, quote unquote, helped the most people. Yeah. Um, was the person I wanted to be, um, without even taking into account all the work that, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that uh, you know, had to be put in. To, to even be one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I guess um, after a while um, you know getting into the military I was um, I was a very troubled youth um, okay I was uh, heavy in drugs in high school okay and um, it took a, it took a really a big support system um, and uh, some tough love from my mom mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. Uh, really show me um, you know just really kick me in the butt and steer me in the right direction and Unfortunately, I I wasn't able to do that on my own, and I, f- I find out that I find that that's one of my biggest weaknesses is that I don't feel like I'm capable a lot of times of, okay. of doing things on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's just uh, that innate fear that people have of, of change and transformation, mm-hmm. and doing something on my, uh, by myself is is daunting, and it can be mm-hmm. to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess. Um, uh, in order for me to overcome that, the only uh, the only exit route was uh, Uncle Sam, and my yeah. my my mom was uh, she was hesitant at first, but my, my grandmother was all about it. You know, she's mm-hmm. this uh, diehard uh, conservative, <clears throat> which was uh, especially difficult for me uh, growing up uh, and finding out that I was gay in high school as well. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, family tries to love each other the best they can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was your experience of being stationed in Afghanistan like? <clears throat> Let me take a drink of that. <laughs> Afghanistan, Garbage Afghanistan, Operation Enduring Freedom was one of the worst and best times of my life. Okay. Um, we were there um, with the sole purpose of capturing hearts and minds of the, of the people and uh, showing them that... Um, 
we as uh, American Marines were not there to suppress or oppress anybody. Okay. We and that we were there for um, not only the good of, of their country but for the good of our own as well. Okay. Um, uh, that was a uh, that was the time where um, the the Taliban was that was heavy. Okay. You know, and <clears throat> Osama bin Laden was still alive. Um, but uh, as far as my own experience in Afghanistan, I was I was with a uh, HNS Guard Force. I was tasked with uh, providing security with high profile personnel to and from our um, our base. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and uh, our battalion commanders and and whatnot. They would have meetings with um, I forget what the leaders of the, of the villages are called. I want to okay. say like a, a, a sheik or a sikh, but I could be. I don't. I didn't. I'm not even gonna guess. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I felt important. I felt okay. I felt a part of bigger than something. Uh, mm -hmm. I felt a part of something that was bigger than myself. Okay. And um, it was just uh, I got it was just like a, a an experience for me a, a time to get close with uh, a bunch of men that yeah. I would never have guessed I would have gotten so close to. Yeah. yeah. Um, so close, I dare say that you know they're uh, they're just as uh, close to me as my brother. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. and these are people that you train day in day out with, um, with the with the thought that you're gonna die at the end of the day. You know what I mean? So like I'm I'm trained to take care of this guy, knowing that he might die or knowing that I might die. Yeah, and that's a, that's that was like our reality is that we were we were we were that was our job was to be disposable. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. But uh, it provided me with purpose. Mm. You know, so um, so when I did when when in the infantry being as uh, you know taking a toll on the body as it does, mm -hmm. um, I, I was done after my first term, after my first four years, uh, I had uh, gone to Afghanistan, did my did my tour, uh, served my country, and so when I got back, I decided I wanted to do something a little bit slower pace, something less taxing, and yeah, then, and then my dumbass got into construction. <laughs> Wow. I heard construction pays. I was like, man, I should do some construction too. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you that I, I really did take that, that job for granted. I, I really wish that I had paid more attention because the union sends you to school. Okay. And I actually got to work for a very prestigious company, um, AC Kobayashi. Okay, okay. But I guess um, I still wasn't uh, done being a troublemaker. You know, they don't call me Christian listener for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> We stay sinning. <laughs> sin for me, baby. That's going to be my new hashtag. Hashtag sin for me. I'm going to need to do three Hail Marys after this. But yeah, um, I had a lot of fun with them. It was such a different, such a different environment. Coming from, um, well, here I am, this local island boy, uh, just realizing that he's homosexual she gets shipped off into the military. Uh, is he's he's this mean green fighting machine for four years, mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. once he's out, he's living in an island of Aloha, and now he's a construction worker, still fighting that uh, toxic masculine environment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I've been, my my sexuality has uh, been oppressed my whole life. Okay. You know, yeah. up until just recently. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, from from the time I was a child to the military to construction, mm -hmm. it was only recently in the past few years that I was able to really be myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm really glad that, um, 
for the support system that I have here and for Hawaii for just just being here. Okay. You know, saved my life. Oh yeah. The Ho- Hawaii is like that though. It's saving grace for a lot of people. Isn't it though? It is. You see, you you see a lot of. Um, um, I don't mean this in a negative way, but for lack of a better term, uh, we 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 as artists we meet a lot of transients. Yes. That come uh, through the islands and such a such a eccentric souls to say the least. Yeah. And um, when and you see some of them that actually want to like mosey up and and yeah. you know set up shop here in Hawaii and yeah. um, a lot of the time it doesn't work out. You know. Mm-hmm. You gotta have you gotta have your heart set and you gotta really know what you want to do here. You yeah. Know what I mean, you can't just come, come float. Here. Yeah, can't just be floating with no plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to put your sexuality on the table a little please. bit with the next question. So, here goes. I mean, oh, please. An all-more important connection is the connection to self. We as society seldom ask about the sexual attraction of heterosexuals. However, when someone identifies as homosexual, then all the alarm bells turn on for all the wrong reasons. What has been your experience in this regard and what are your beliefs surrounding the existence of these instances? Why do people go, oh, so you're gay? Tell me more. Or, oh, so you're gay? You're going to hell. I was, um, uh, because I was raised Catholic in a very, in a very uh, matriarchal culture, mm-hmm. um, we, we were taught that, you know, what, what mommy says is law. You know, okay. and so because uh, what uh, because mommy said being gay was wrong, you know, it, it was wrong. Okay. Um, it was it, it wasn't until we got to the age of you know question questioning as mm-hmm. everybody does. Well, why is being gay wrong? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and why? I, we, I, well, first of all, for the record, I was a big homophobe when I was in in um, junior high throughout high school. Huh, interesting. <clears throat> yeah. Because I was raised to believe that these, uh, that you know, this was this lifestyle was wrong. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was actually detrimental to, to the self because yeah. uh, here I was learning to hate who I was, mm-hmm. you know, my whole life, and so that that that's just a gist of my experience. But it, it went from everything from you know close encounters with um with sexual abuse mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Um, being outed by family members um, before getting a chance myself yeah. to, to, you know, open up to my family. And um, I guess it, it, it affected me in the sense that I'm, I was never given the opportunity to, to bloom into myself on mm-hmm. my own. Mm-hmm. I was kind of forced to be uh, put into... Um, kind of like with the military when I got uh, got sent straight after high school that was my opportunity to really just grow up and be a man mm-hmm. so this was my chance to just grow into my skinny jeans and be a gay you know okay, what I okay. mean so yeah, like yeah. I wasn't mad about it it's something that was already these things are, are, are said and done the more I continue to focus on how these people have done me wrong yeah, yeah. the less the less a good output I'm going to be able to provide mm-hmm. for the world you mm-hmm. know I'd rather just Focus, Focus on, on the, the future, future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and how I can lift everybody up from there. My my um my anger management uh, psychologist actually had um, shared a very poignant um, 
analogy concerning the past, present, and future uh, in relating it to a swimming pool. Okay. Um, we don't want to stay in there too long, whether yeah. it's the past, present, or the future. If yeah. we stay in there too long, we're gonna start to prune. You True. know what I mean? So we want to come. We want to get out of the 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 swimming pool of the future, and we want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's good to mm-hmm. have these goals and these visions that mm-hmm. we're working toward. Mm-hmm. But if we're constantly thinking about the future and only the future, mm-hmm. we're not giving ourselves the opportunity to appreciate what's in front of us. Yeah. Likewise with the past, you know, yeah. if we're stuck on the past, ruminating, like uh, one of my biggest problems, my, uh, the same therapist I'm talking about, yeah. put me in a CAT scan, or not a CAT scan, but like a brain scan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And literally we, we, you know, that's one of my biggest problems. And after seeing it, um, uh, validated on, you know, in data, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's helping me, uh, having the awareness alone is really helping me overcome these moments of, of uh, ruminating and yeah. you say, hey, this, this, hey, you're, you're dwelling here. You know what you mean? You know, get out of there. Get out of, get your out head. of there. Yeah. It's mindfulness. Yeah, totally. All the time. And I, and I just uh, started uh, uh, meditating heavily uh, last, uh, last year I started. Yeah. And it's been a daily practice. Uh, if any of your listeners are into that stuff, they need to be into meditation. It's not even, uh, come on guys. I just, let me, let me go on tangent here. Okay. Mindfulness is one of the most important things that we need to practice in our everyday lives as human beings in order to uh, give appropriate output, positive output to the world. Why? Because if you're not practicing mindfulness and learning how to dive into yourself and, and, um, uh, and, and through these practices, practice self-acceptance and love for the self, then you're never going to be able to output true, genuine love towards other mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's detrimental. Mm-hmm. And, and even from an anthropological perspective, because we as humans are social creatures. Yes. We rely on each other to mm-hmm. survive. Yeah. So I'm not going to, I'm not out here um, to... To screw you over. Mm-hmm. I really don't believe that, that, you know, humans are innately bad bullshit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. We, it's in our DNA to help each other. Yeah. Because that's what's going to help us survive. Yeah. It's all this brainwash that's fucking telling us that, no, um, you, um, what a good person uh, keeps to himself, mm-hmm. provides for his family, mm-hmm. and um, fulfills the American dream, which is mm-hmm. to own the house, own a house and a family. Yeah. you know what I mean the American dream is is a fickle fantasy yeah you know it's water in the hands please girl <laughs> preach you know what I mean chasing the yeah. uncatchable and if I guess I'm sorry to, to get back to my point yeah everybody needs to practice meditation everybody yes. needs to practice meditation it's it's a health uh, we, we are at a mental health crisis in today's uh, era and, mm-hmm. and people People need to realize, stop, stop looking at these mindfulness meditation practices as mumbo-jumbo and look at the research, the boldened research that shows that meditative practices um, result in a more um, po- positive outlook on life. And, um, and these mental tools, when you learn them, uh, you know, for, uh, you know, 
uh, staying with the breath and, mm-hmm. and th- thinking about uh, moments where somebody uh, complimented you genuinely mm-hmm. and how you how it made you feel mm-hmm. these are meditative techniques mm-hmm. that help you throughout the day and if mm-hmm. you just remember to apply them yeah. that's what will raise raise your awareness vibration. your vibration yeah. and everything else you know what i mean and this nomenclature too is what everybody gets stuck on yeah. you know your free your frequency your vibration your yeah. energy and all these different types of transcendentalists that are just mm. really, really fighting over over uh, verbiage, semantics. Mm. You know what I mean? And it, and it's annoying because you because we we are people who preach openness and yes. and empathy, yeah, yeah. but uh, but are unable to give to to exude it. You yeah. Know what I mean? Okay. So with the calls to banish homophobic practices and laws finally being heard. Workplaces, schools, religious groups, and the global community finally seem to be listening. Has your ex- have you experienced a slight change in laws, policies, workplaces, or do you feel like it's still the same? As far as uh, homosexuality and everything under that, the LGBTQ flag, <clears throat> no, I feel like we were making progress under the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. And just to have all of that, uh, all of those rights um, uh, undone okay. uh, under under the Trump administration, um, I'm not a, I'm not a politician, so I'm not gonna go into all the different reasons why um, uh, this administration did this and why that administration did that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that when you're talking about um, a type of people as a whole. Mm-hmm. And um, whether or not they contribute to uh, society as a whole, then there, there's a there's a clean cut um, statistic. I don't know the number mm-hmm. of of homosexuals and trans Americans out there that serve fully and effectively in the in all branches of of the United States military. Okay. Um, I know. Um, I um I know many homosexual um brothers in arms uh, sisters in arms and um I've uh I've read my fair share of um you know um articles and I've seen my share of videos of trans uh trans people coming out who are in the military one uh, one uh, particularly inspiring one was of a transsexual uh, uh male to male to female um navy seal Mm-hmm. You, you know who had a lot of things to say about um, the Trump administration. Um, f- uh, personally, I don't like to tie myself to, to um, you know, uh, red or blue. They're blue, right? Or are they purple? The de- the Democrats. I'm See, South that, African, so I never know. Mm-hmm. Well, there, there you go. That's a, that's, that's a testament to my, um, you know, to my <laughs> to my political views. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I just. Um, when I when I take a look at uh, what's going on, you know, in uh, uh, at uh, in DC and on the news, uh, whether it be Fox, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It's all opinion news nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, we all we all know we, we all know what's right and wrong. You know yes. what I mean? Um, if 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 at the end of the day, you know, I can I I can trace. Uh, 
your intention back to you know greed or money yeah, yeah. or if there's even an inkling you know what i mean then then you know i i'll usually trust that yeah. that instinct because that that's the person in me uh, that's the cynic in me yeah you know i don't give everybody the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. You, you have to prove yourself first i mm-hmm. think it's only human yeah. you know for me to feel that way um when we discussed this episode's content, we briefly dove into the importance of knowing your roots, where one comes from. What has your journey of disconnect and reconnection to your roots been like? That's an excellent question. I think um, up until now, from the moment I left Saipan up until now, I've really just kind of... Um, strayed from um, my roots um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> number uh, first firstly because there were there were certain aspects of the culture that I wasn't necessarily um, 100% educated in mm-hmm. therefore I didn't necessarily agree with these concepts of okay. our culture um, uh, one example being that respect is the is kind of like the utmost virtue in the Chamorro culture Okay. And that translates to the respect you show your mother, mm-hmm. your father. We live in a matriarchal society, so like if you if you you know you can't you can't treat women horribly at all. Okay. You okay. know what I mean? You can't call them names. Can't do nothing. Nothing okay, like okay. that. <clears throat> and um, um, and and everything that we do uh, going about the day in, in the Chamorro culture is just very reminiscent of um. um of how we tie ourselves back to, to that aspect of respect. Um, uh, when we greet our elders, we take them by the hand and we, we sniff their, their fingers mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and we wait for them to bestow a blessing. Mm. Um, so, and um, that's just, um, uh, that, that's, a borrowed, that's a borrowed tradition. I'm not sure if we got it from the, the Spanish or the Filipinos, but I do see um, Filipinos doing it a lot too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just um, you know the the simple things, and I I wasn't sure how I felt about that because mm-hmm. I would look around and I would see that half my elders were pieces of shit. Okay. You know what I mean. So mm-hmm. it's like, why does this guy deserve deserve my respect, mm-hmm. deserve um, my humbling mm-hmm. of myself mm-hmm. um, when he hasn't done anything for me? But that's mm-hmm. not it. That's not that's that's not what our culture tries to to push we're not pushing hey respect just any joe schmo because they're older than you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um we're trying to uh, you know bring home that if you if you if you're able to give respect in in, in the most um uh, decent sense you know because uh, because somebody is older than you be, uh, they've experienced more heartache they've experienced more pain yeah they they're they're probably still making mistakes that you're you're you know um and some older shit bags too yeah. people who live really horrible lives mm-hmm. you know what i mean we can't be mad at, at these mm-hmm. these mentally emotionally handicapped people mm-hmm. because you don't go getting mad at people in uh, uh, that are in wheelchairs mm-hmm. for not being able to walk mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so and that's how i look at people who are emotionally unstable and and i feel like i'm a i'm 
I'm spe- of course I speak for myself, but I feel like a very good judge of character when it comes to this kind of thing because mm-hmm. I've lived through it. Mm-hmm. And um, if I see, because I, I, I've lived uh, through low self-esteem and, and deep anger and mm-hmm. uh, depression issues that I still uh, see a psychologist for. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm proud to say that because I'm proud to say that I'm getting help and I feel like everyone should see, see uh, mm-hmm. you know, a mental health expert. Mm-hmm. Um, but- so once we're rooted in who we are, then our passions are solidified. Which came first, music or poetry, or is poetry just music? <clears throat> you know, if I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest, I I was gonna say I was gonna say music, uh, because that's where I started. Um, uh, when I started at, at KCC uh, Kapilani Community College last year, that's what I started my major in, um, and I was doing a a good amount of songwriting. Um, Right after uh, my good friend passed away, my best friend passed away, she uh, she really lit that fire under my ass to really push my 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 songs out because I loved mm-hmm. to record myself and mm-hmm. and you know just listen. I, I love the sound of my own voice, Paul. Okay, unbelievable. Uh, I am I know. shocked. What has the world come to? I didn't even know that. <laughs> I would have not guessed. Out of all of the things that you love, I would have not guessed that you love to hear your own voice. <laughs> But there is a reason, okay? I, did, I wasn't always a good singer. As you a, have a phenomenal voice, though. I, I really appreciate that. You know, um, back in high school, I was actually the odd man out. The, the, my, uh, my friends would actually tease me because everybody knew how to harmonize except me. Everybody could yeah. carry the pitch a little bit better or, yeah. was, or, or could sing a bit higher. Yeah. And then, you know, I go off on my own, you know, take a few uh, voice classes and now, now I'm showing them how it's done, you know what I mean? So it's just it's just practice. Uh, I tell people, um, not everybody can learn how to sing because there are there is such thing as tone deafness. You know what I mean? You can't beat yourself up about that. Okay. But um, if we if you understand that um, everything, you know, every, every um, all your skills come from um, the mastery of muscles, you know what I mean? And if you can, um, if you just remember that your diaphragm, your diaphragm and your throat are, are just another pair of muscles, you know, and just working them out, you know. I like that. Um, fun fact, you had a hand in constructing the Ritz-Carlton in Waikiki, say what? I did. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, I was in construction for a little while and, um, um, I worked with a really uh, well-known company uh, known as uh, Albert C. Kobayashi Incorporated, mm-hmm. and um, they specialize in high-rises. So I was uh, fortunate enough to be uh, trained by some of the best um, carpenters uh, in Hawaii, and uh, I helped them build up to about the, I want to say around 28th to the 32nd floor. Which was quite a feat for me. Whoa. Yeah, so I, I mainly helped them out with um, the laying out of the building. You know what I mean. So like uh, the reason why certain pillars are straight the way they are is because of me. <laughs> 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 and uh, um, yeah, just a bunch of like basically building the skeleton for the Ritz Carlton. All of that fine carpentry and the finishing to make it look nice and beautiful. That that's way after me. So oh. yeah. Yeah. Okay, so in closing, I have asked Christian to perform my favorite poem by him, Hell O. Ooh. The little bit of anxiety, 
depression. Sure, mix. that's actually one that I haven't done in a while, so I'm actually excited to do that <laughs> for you. This poem was um, one that I wrote shortly before um, um, another piece that was actually about finding my happy place. Mm -hmm. So this poem was written in a, in a darker area, but it was okay. coming out of that. Okay. It was like, um, you know, if, uh, at the end of the poem, you'll see how, uh, you'll see where I'm starting to find that validation in myself. And um, if you guys uh, are lucky enough, uh, next time uh, I'll get to spit um, the poem that actually really brought me out of that dark place. And that's actually this poem I spat on um, Remy's uh, Good Samaritans, man. Yeah, that was the one. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm gonna spit hello for you. Hello, imperfect stranger. So perfectly familiar. First impressions don't matter. So long as I get to see you again, when neither of us are impressionists, hello second chance. Shaking hands, meeting sweaty palms, these ones are mine, and they are profusely perspiring, so please, let's start again. Hello anxiety, I feel like I've known you forever and this is not my first lifetime expectations. I don't think I've ever met you, but if we had a baby, we'd be breeding resentment. Hello obsessive, hello compulsive disorder. I need to wash these repulsive hands and try not to drown in the sink. Hello God, hello good grief. If there is such a thing, I will not cry for you when you're gone. Buried face down, six feet under in a grave my mother used to roll over in. Like my least favorite teacher. As an ignorance passed down from one generation to another as in supposed to be a role model. Your pupils are dilated. By pupil, I mean how fucking high am I? My eyes wide with anticipation just won't shut even when they're closed as in hello can you hear me as in yes please read my mind because i'm addicted to depression simply sadness proper the puppet master's fingers suffering me slowly i wish i could say i'm surprised to see myself sewn to the soles under his feet hello screaming pins and needles piercing every private part of my silhouette begging for an out hello not that it matters, but I'm beginning to believe that it might be impossible to write a masterpiece without sacrificing my sanity when I used to conjure sensational visions of the warmest colors lighting up dancing diamond night skies, eyes rolling to the back of the brain at the sight of a wish that probably won't come true. I used to be a fantastic fake, but I'm not a compulsive liar, just a cynic borderlining psychosis. I miss those ecstatic melodramatic moments when the poems would write themselves. They'd speak for themselves, raise awareness themselves without uncovering me. Divulging more of my skeletons every single time, each time a different bone, each bone b -b -b bad to the marrow, none of which I would wish back to life. I wish I could speak for myself without having these revealing words of mine become just another part of the show. So I can be a little hard on myself. 
as in, I'm a soft-shelled hermit cancer, caged, confined, and confused by the portable prison shell that I meticulously selected to accommodate societal mitosis, meaning I am my own worst enemy, as in, hello, revelation. Realization that this sensation of self-validation is sending vibrations of affirmation to hello. Self-esteem. It took you long enough. That is definitely my favorite. That one? <laughs> wow, I'm so glad to like be sharing these pieces with other people that like I usually don't practice and then hearing like you know, how much they, you know, like, they like it. Oh. It's a lot. Because <laughs> these are like the babies that I sit on because not as many people connect with them. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> not as many people connect with them? Thank you, Why are Paul. you reading these pieces? You <laughs> change your crown. Oh, I am Brian's. Okay. <laughs> Off the record. Okay. <laughs> on the record. <laughs> Better change your crowd. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> For real though, like I'll walk in there and like I feel like, like I already feel like I'm not there for what I came for. You know what I mean? Because misplaced. The, yeah. It's not home to anybody. Yeah. A lot of soul searching people wandering into it. So yeah, not. for sure. And that was definitely one of them. Yeah. Uh. Like, I'll still go and spit there just because, like, this is what I do. And I'm going to show, just like Ashley does, like, I'm I'm bigger than this slam. I don't do this to win anymore. I do it because this is what we as poets have to do to spread our art. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm not there to beat you. I'm there in the hopes that you're going to listen to me, you know? Speaking of slams, we are recording the show pre-Aloha Festival, which you are a competitor in. So when we do our episode review and talking, we will know the results from that show. But best of luck. Thank you. I'm keeping my fingers crossed, but don't feel bad for me if I don't make it. You know, I've already come, I've already become content with the fact that I will be joining the Poetry Bodega um, on the, uh, on this trip, uh, regardless of whether I win or lose, just for the experience. Okay. Because I don't okay. think I'm going to be able to replace that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's definitely a good experience. But we for do sure. wish you the best of luck. Thank you so and much. put positive Nicole. energy into it. Don't be like, well, don't feel bad for me if I lose. Don't feel bad for me if you lose and I win. Okay, <laughs> I was trying to be humble. Okay, but okay. So, in closing, I am super blessed to have Christian as a friend, inspiration, and motivator. These are my friends, the super supporters who keep the momentum of the show going. To get up close and personal content from Christian, subscribe to his YouTube channel, Christian the Sinner. Follow him on Instagram at ChristianTheSinner808, that's Hawaii's area code. Or if this episode has really touched you and you would like to let Christian know, then feel free to send him some motivation. His email address is cthesinnerpoetry at gmail.com. Oh, Christian, it's going to be a lot of fun when we do the recordings, the videos, where we put this out and we this discuss. This is going to be great. 
I am excited for that, but I am excited for your journey. This year has been a year of growth for you and it does not stop. It continues and will continue to go on. I am excited to know what will become of you and to just watch your momentum just keep growing and growing and growing. You're a good person, down to the bone. You care about your friends, you treat your friends like family, and that's something valuable, that's something to hold on to. Thank you so much for coming to Journey with Paul. This is definitely not the last time. We always are looking forward to bigger, better parties. <laughs> it was my pleasure being here. Well, there you have it, JWM family. Until next time, Maholokwe, Kiotaba, Ribuile, Aloha.